0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is everybody's favorite, Jody Hamilton. Yay! But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You you can hear the free shows on tuesdays and thursdays and they're followed up by what's up a show just for patrons where i talk about anything that comes to mind it's a little more personal kind of like my online diary visit patreon.com startmeup and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with jody hamilton welcome back to the show jody You sound so sexy, Kimberly. (laughs) Because I just, I missed you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I missed you. And, you know, today I was on Stephanie Miller and it was cute. I know, I was listening to you. (laughs) She said, you know, oh, Jody, you and Jody are so good together. And I swear to God, you, and I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it. You get the most positive comments uh, about guests on the Apple uh, reviews, so... That's sweet. That's That's very nice. All of their checks are in the mail. Just let them know. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, all right. You know, there's going to be political. We have a lot of good things to talk about. Democrats, Mm -hmm. it was Alison Gill last night, or it was one of the nights. I think it was the night the bill passed. She said... Democrats in array. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like,
1: "Yes, finally!"
0: And we're going to get to those things in a minute. But first, we got to have fun, Jody time, because especially mm. I have been totally stressed. I don't know if you know too much about my car, but a couple of weeks ago, I was driving to my mother's house, and all of a sudden, I'm on the highway, and I'm I'm doing, you know, like 65 was a speed limit, so mm-hmm. I was probably doing about 60, and and I wanted to go faster and as I hit the pedal something felt different and then it my whole car started shaking and (gasps) it was really fucking terrifying so and of course the way that it was I I always want to say freeway I'm so used to saying freeway but I don't live in California now so I have to say highway but I was (laughs) on the part of the highway where first of all the next stop or the next exit was another highway And, you know, I didn't really know exactly how long before I hit an exit that I could just get off and pull over. Mm -hmm. Um, Fortunately, I was able to do that. And it was so scary because I had my hand. I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and I was wearing my hand was on the steering wheel. (laughs) The the car was like just shaking so much. I could see the skin on my arm just going up and down. It was terrifying. So I pull over and then everything's fine. And I take the streets, you know, surface streets to my mom's house and I get there no problem um but then I decided because of the insurance that I had at the time did not include towing and so Uh um there's more to the story and I won't go into it but it's about my fucking uh repair guys that I don't trust anymore but um they my mom took it to somebody at her house around where she lives and they can't fix it they think it might be ABS and so I'm gonna have the uh the car towed tomorrow to my dad's uh repair shop and he lives a good i don't know 40 50 miles away from her maybe 40 miles away something like that so i don't know i'm gonna find out the the damage of my car i'm like a little worried but you know i it's I,
1: I don't think it's your abs my abs went out on me on my mini cooper years ago i had just got in the car and i was literally going to phoenix i was driving to phoenix for a work gig and i had a bunch of props in the back of my car and all of a sudden my dashboard lights up like a christmas tree
0: hmm. and luckily
1: it was i was still um closer to LA and in Montclair, there was a mini dealership. And so my car was uh-huh. under warranty because it was a brand new car. Uh-huh. So I pulled into the dealership and I said, what's going on? And they, he goes, okay, your ABS went out. And I said, wow. what does that mean? I can still break. And he goes, yes. Yeah. He goes, have you ever driven a car without it? I said, yeah, I had a 1973 Mercedes. Of course I'd driven without <laughs> ABS. He goes, it'll be fine. He goes, just get it fixed when you get Oh. you know, to wherever you're going. And I'm like, okay, so it didn't shake my car though. That sounds like something like a fan belt or something. Yeah. That sounds something
0: different, yeah. like and a
1: timing it, belt. It's just, it doesn't sound like your brake system.
0: God, you're so good. You know, I looked up the shaking and it, it said like it, something like you're mentioning, but the, and, and here's the deal. Here's what I wasn't going to go into, but earlier this year, uh, I took my car in because my brakes were soft. Right. And mm-hmm. First, it was my back brakes, which I expected. Because before I even fucking moved here, the mechanic said, you're going to have to get your back brakes done at some point. And mm-hmm. I don't drive very much. So, all right. It was four years later. Ta- or five years. Yeah, like four years later. So, I take it in and they fix it. And I brakes are still soft. Bring it back. And they're like, oh, well, you need a master cylinder. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, $1,000. I get the master cylinder. Brakes are still soft. I bring it back. And they're like, oh, it's defective. We'll replace it. But the brakes have never really felt great. So then when I left it at my mother's house and she drove it to whoever she took it to, she's like, Kimberly, your brakes don't feel right. So I don't know what the fuck is going on. I guess I will find out, you know, maybe I don't know when they're going to get to it because they're going to drop it off at the the repair shop tomorrow and then they'll get to it when they get to it. And it's like, thankfully, Bob has a car. So it's not like an urgent situation but it's just it's just been fucking stressful, and then you know there's all these other stresses, and then now there's this other thing, and I'm kind of worried about it and I don't know what it is, and it's going to be very hard for me to explain but i um I have this it's like okay, first of all, my throat feels a little raw i don't I'm not sick or anything like that, but it just feels a little raw, mm-hmm. but then you know how like you just it's not like a full burp, okay? So I'm not talking about a burp, but like how you do like those little mini burps in your throat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like maybe, let's say if you ate Indian food, you'd kind of smell and taste the Indian food again. Well, there's this, yeah. this, this, I don't know what it is. It's like a an odor or a smell that I've never smelled before, and it's lasted for a few, a few days. And the, I mean, I'm having hormonal issues, as I usually mm-hmm. do, but I'm having them pretty hardcore right now. So I don't know if this is a hormonal thing or like all, you know, you hear about the monkey pox and you and I know I don't have monkey pox, but you keep hearing like I've heard people say that they've had lesions in their throats. It's like it's like I have I don't know. Something is I don't know how to describe the smell. It's like rotting fruit or something.
1: And I, I wonder like if it's something's like stuck in your
0: teeth. Well, it, no, it's not because it's not it's come every time I have, you know, it's not a full blown burp. It's just right. that like little thing. That's when I smell it. So, and Hmm. I, you know, I floss and I do the fricking water pick all the, you know, so it's like, I don't, I don't think it's the teeth. I think it's, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of freaking me out. So I don't know. I'm just hoping it's hormones because hormones are always the fucking issue (laughs) with me. (laughs) Always the issue. Okay. Enough about me. So what's going on in California? (laughs) <laughs> um we're we're one of the coolest places in the country you are um, even
1: in the 90s because fucking oregon's been in the 100 degree wow. range and um it's been hot but it's been nice you know yeah. Blonnie installed more screens so at least we can open the windows before the sun rises and cool the house down right does it get um, like is
0: it getting cool at night or is it staying warm um, it gets down into the sixties. I mean, oh, last night I think bad. it
1: barely dipped into the sixties. It was in the seventies when we got up this morning at four. Yeah. Um, but so the, I mean, this is August in LA. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that's pretty normal. Um, I've started taking vitamin B one, and I'm not getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. Really? Oh, B. So is, did you do it for that reason? Yes. What happened was in June, um, I had my physical, like I, as I do once a mm-hmm. year, and um, I was talking to my doctor, and she's. I, she saw my leg, I I had scratched the hell out of it. She goes, why? And I said, mosquito bites, you know, in high LA shouldn't have them, but we do now. And mm-hmm. she says, oh my God, my daughter takes B1. She's eaten alive by them. And her daughter happened to be working that day and at the office. And so her daughter came in, she goes, yeah, as soon as I started taking it, I am not getting bitten. And we were at the Hollywood Bowl on Saturday to see Back to the Future with the LA Phil. Oh, fun. And um, I mean, that's the time of night you're going to get attacked mm-hmm. and uh, nothing. So- it's anecdotal. It's me and it's her, but it seems to be one seems to be my friend.
0: Yeah, that's um, you know I'm I'm looking for my mother's uh, DM on Twitter right now because I don't want to forget this. Both of us are constantly. It's like it, we just attract the mosquitoes, and of course, I'm living in mosquito land. Yeah, so, and you know it's no. I take a hundred
1: milligrams a day every day, milligrams. and it seems to
0: be working. Okay, well, I'm going to have to remember that. Um, what Was I going to say? I thought, I remember I was so scared in 2020, even though they said mosquitoes cannot pass COVID, I was like, I didn't care. I was like, I don't, I, and and I never got a mosquito bite, but I really didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) that's probably why. But, um, and then let me ask you this now, when was the last time you were vaccinated? Got your, what was the last booster? And you got four, right? I've gotten four. The last one was in April. So as soon as the next one is available next month, I'm getting it. Yeah, now this one's gonna be the variant, right? Right? Is yeah, it's gonna be Omicron, about? more Omicron specific um,
1: right. than the the previous vaccinations were, which should also help a little bit with Delta, but obviously with, because um, Delta is kind of gone, mm-hmm. um, but it should help with all of the Omicron variants as far as not getting sick, hopefully, um, or not being hospitalized or dying from it, like people currently still are. Very yeah. few that are vaccinated are dying from Omicron, but my mom, a friend of my mom's who's her age, she's had four shots. Mm-hmm. He was in a hospital a couple months ago. So, you know, but he's in his eight, late 80s. So, you know, he's at a high risk group of humans. He's yeah. out, he's fine. But wow. that's that scared the crap out of my mom, needless to say. Wow. Um, uh, and of course we're gonna be flying out to see you guys in October. So yes. I will be like t- two and a half weeks vaccinated when I see you guys. So I'll be fully, you know, yeah. super immune at that point, which I'm excited about. You just better not so. bring
0: monkeypox over here. <laughs> I, no, we I, we don't have it here. I don't think we have it here in L.A. And if we do- No, we have I mean, it actually, I, don't, I
1: think. don't. I don't we? go anywhere except for the bowl. And it was really, that was weird because that was the first time I've been around a giant crowd of people in almost three years, probably. Wow. Um, and it was outside the- we, um, Lonnie's, it was Lonnie's mom's 75th birthday. And so they had gotten a box seat to see Back to the Future, which is fun. And the L.A. feel was amazing. And the box next to us was empty so there was nobody next to us at all and we were in the alleyway kind of so there was nobody in front of us either there were people behind us but you know it's outdoors
0: and everything it was it was i felt somewhat safe Mm -hmm. um i'm jealous though because i never went to the (gasps) ball hollywood ball you never i never went i was there from fucking 77 until 2009 i never went (gasps) <gasps> I know it's like, Aww. and you know, I mean, when Bob and I were living, I have been to Alcatraz, but Bob, Same here. Ha- yeah, and Bob hasn't. I don't think Bob ever went. So we lived there. Um, like we never went to see the redwoods. We God, we're awful, and we <laughs> never went to. You know, he we were talking about Alcatraz. He wanted to go to Joshua Tree. Of course, that never happened. So um, we're just terrible. We never do anything. But um, it was funny too because on our on the after party on Friday, we went. He One of the things we did was go over series and grade the series. And so there mm-hmm. was all, a whole bunch of series going back several years. And somebody's like, yeah, I just listened to The After Party. You guys watch a lot of TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Um, but, oh, my God. I'm just – I'm so I, – I, like, this time of year, even though I know it's hot there, and even though – now, can you smell fire? Is there fire around you? No. Oh, that's good. See, I just, Not like, so miss – California in the summer even though it's hot and I didn't like it but it's not humid out here oh my god every morning I open the door in the morning the front door just to see what it feels like and it's just overwhelmingly muggy and of course we're in the dog days because it's August and it's just so and it's so funny though when I was 11 I lived here for a summer and I went to camp and it's like it's hot it's humid in the morning and I remember right. you know waiting for the school bus or whatever to pick us up and when I open the door I just get triggered right back to those days when I was 11 mm. and you know humid summer mornings and it's like it's just so weird that I live here I can't even believe it I'm just like in shock that I'm on the east coast and I've been here now for like five years and it's still it's not it's not doesn't feel right
1: just stay away <laughs> from lightning and Lafayette Park <laughs> you know.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about the good things that have been going on in the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks for Democrats. And I'm also you know, we're going to talk about that. But I just have to say I've been talking about him and he was on my show. I don't know if you follow Simon Rosenberg, but no, um, I discovered him one day. He's he's a Dem strategist. Uh, he I know he has a think tank, a liberal think tank. And so he was posting about the fact that Democrats are doing well and, you know, offering proof. And so I followed him. And then every time he would tweet, it was like, yeah, dude, I love your tweets. It was so great. So I asked him to be on the show. He's on the show. Now I feel like he's my fucking political guru because he's he is the king of optimism. And he was just he was talking about um, how when I had him on the show, I think Nate Silver had Democrats up maybe by two points or something like that, mm-hmm. and Simon said, "Well, I think it's really four to five points, and the model that they're going on is still factoring in pre-striking down road row, right? And of course, now we are at that point where I think you know overall, uh, I'm going to look for his here it is. He says here, according to 538's average of all generic congressional ballots." Um, the Democrats are taking the lead over Republicans. And I thought I I thought I got a thing, but I don't have it here. But yeah, it is around like four, four to five points now. Democrats Good. have the advantage. So with this bill, um, which is going to pass this week, because Nancy Pelosi will absolutely make sure that happens. Oh, um, yeah, she will. <laughs> no doubt. Um, do you think that this bill... I mean, we know there's good stuff in it, but do Mm -hmm. you think that this bill is going to have a positive effect on the midterms?
1: I don't see why not. Um, And it's a good thing to hammer over the senators that are running that didn't vote for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Like all of them uh, that are running that didn't vote for it Um, because the Democrat that's running against them can say, so you voted against lowering Mm -hmm. prescription drugs for everybody you voted against all this good stuff you mm-hmm. voted for uh warming of the climate ew you know <laughs> i mean you know the what you voted for was awful what you're voting against is good and you know they there's ways for people to hammer at ron johnson and others uh-huh. um uh, that are running for re-election because they're not voting i mean they're I, Twitter just blew up last night and this morning with Republicans saying how bad the bill is, which means it's fantastic.
0: (laughs) I know. I know. And even watered down, it's fantastic. Uh, who was somebody said this bill isn't watered down and then listed why I you know and then I'm gonna go back with Simon because I am a little obsessed with him but he says, uh, dear Democrats as you get ready to hit that social media post button stay positive we need to overcome the unbelievable amount of inauthentic negative yeah. sentiment on social media. So yeah I um, I absolutely want to make sure everybody remembers that because you know we have a tendency those of us who live on Twitter, think Twitter is the world. No, Twitter is not the world. and It is not. And it is also, it is not the world primarily because there are a lot of inauthentic bots and people who are, you know, like maybe it's a bot or a troll that is going to tweet out something negative. And then there are in people who are easily influenced who will just repeat mm-hmm. those talking points because boy, Democrats love to wallow in their self-pity. And, you know, you, you it seems like that's what we latch on to. But what's really great right now is what I'm noticing, and I'm wondering if you're noticing this too, is that with all, it's like, you know, optimism is contagious. So with all the good news that's coming through, um, it's like people are, st- I th- I'm starting to finally see voters getting excited and feeling like, oh, we really do have a shot. I mean, are you getting that feeling too?
1: I do, and Bob, when we were talking last week, Bob said if there's something that cinema wants out, should we take it out? And I said, yeah, Mm -hmm. and then get eight more fucking senators in there so we can put it back in. Yeah, that's it. That's 100% it. You know, I mean, the the fact that 57 senators did vote for a $35 cap on insulin suggests that we just need a few more to get that over the filibuster threshold to pass that into law. Right. Because all of the Democrats and seven Republicans voted for it. So if we get five to eight more senators in, guess what? Insulin is capped at $35 no matter where you live. Though California, we're going to start making our own for our people. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Again, I'm jealous. Um, (laughs) But I think that, uh, I think overall, and I hate to say this, but you know, the striking down of Roe, it just did. It galvanized people. It, it, mm-hmm. it woke up a lot of people who were just not paying attention. I know. I can speak from, you know, my own personal experience. If I were a 22-year-old girl right now, woman, whatever mm-hmm. – um, yeah, uh, and I wasn't paying attention. This would have my fucking attention because I didn't yeah. want to get pregnant. I wanted to get birth control. And sometimes I just wanted birth control because my hormones are so fucked up and I either had terrible cramps or I had acne. And I sometimes I didn't take it for... I, I wasn't even seeing anyone and I was on birth control because I just, you know, I wanted that option. And I'm not even a big fucking fan of birth control, but I am a fan of the choice of it. And, you yeah. know, we definitely need to have that. So... I'm just, um, I'm thinking that it is, as I predicted, which again, it's not a rocket science to predict this, but Killing Roe was, God, at the timing. Imagine Uh if they would have just waited until next year. But I guess it came up on the docket or something. But still, if they would have just waited until next year to do this, I think they would have been in better shape. So they, they definitely, Alito is really the one who is... Kind of killing the Republican Party, and I hope. And I'm 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 saying that in a very hopeful way. I'm not absolutely sure that's going to happen, but I think that that's maybe what's going to happen. I think that at least for the, if we and that's the thing, if we can get in this election, if we can get more Democrats, you know, in the Senate, and then keep the House, we can pass those voting bills, and we don't have to freak yeah. out about 2024.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, I do believe Roe is important. Gun control yeah, or gun safety, however you want to spin it. Right. Um, uh, these are things that are important. And the fact that Kansas went, no, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was, you know, no Democrats were on the ballot, that was the only yeah. thing Democrats would have voted on, right. A. Two, there are a lot of Republican women and mm-hmm. men out there that go, no. Mm-hmm. And the way, of, according to people in Kansas, a lot of the messaging on... That abortion that change in their constitution, um, which is what it would have been, the messaging was this is a republican overreach wow, it's a governmental overreach into your bedrooms yes. and that's that scares the crap out of the average conservative, and it should <laughs> yeah. um, because this is literally and and the fact that what is it seventy seven or eighty percent of Republicans voted against having contraceptive care right. I mean,
0: what the fuck yeah I know. I know this is a big fucking deal and I mean I don't know how quickly they're going to start you know trying to get rid of other rights but they took away rights from basically 50 percent 51 percent of this country and that's Mm -hmm. not including the men who are affected by it because there's all I mean there's some men that won't necessarily be affected but those fathers who have three kids and can't afford another kid this affects them too.
1: Well, and oh, did you hear about the West Virginia Republican wanting to um, outlaw child support because that would encourage abortions? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's a state legislator in, I want to say it's West Virginia. I'm not 100%. Bob knows as well. Um, And his argument is, well, if we stop forcing men to pay child support, then they'll have babies because if a guy thinks he's going to have to pay for a child for 18 years um, he's going to encourage his wife or girlfriend or one night stand or whatever it may be to not continue the pregnancy so it's like okay so the woman has to the person who's pregnant not only oh. will have to go through with this pregnancy for 36 to 40 weeks uh-huh. but then that person will have to then take care of that right. baby by herself right by yeah. themselves I mean and and the, the the the
0: sperm donor has no
1: responsibilities
0: right yeah, well, that's- That's the, fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's the patriarchal dream that these people, I don't, I mean, oh my God, they totally wanna to take us back to the start of this country.
1: <laughs> you know, or worse than
0: that almost. I mean, <laughs> Jesus
1: God. Christ. It's like, cause abortion wasn't illegal in this country until the that's 1800s, by the true. way, thank that's you very true. much. And the only reason it became illegal initially in the 1850s was to stop people that weren't doctors, like stopping midwives from helping women abort. Pregnancies—that's wow. when it started. Wow! It, it 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 was completely legal in this country until midwives started helping women with this procedure, and so the doctors were like, "Well, no, that's a doctor's purview. It's not for midwives." Mm-hmm. And that's what started the laws in the beginning. It had nothing to do with religion. It had right. nothing to do with you know every sperm is sacred bullshit. <laughs> um, and and like I've said, and I know you've said this, you know, women, unfortunately don't have to orgasm in order to get pregnant. Right. Men do. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um if women, if we had to have an orgasm no in order shot. to get pregnant, there would be so many less babies. Nobody
0: wouldn't, there would be no people.
1: <laughs> be so many less babies. <laughs> oh We'd only have maybe a billion people on the planet tops yeah. <laughs> right now. Um, see, that's where nature was stupid have the have the lady person yes. have an orgasm and we will control the population quite nicely. Thank you
0: very yes. much. <laughs> wow, that is such a good point. And you know what? We have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Hey everyone, it's AG from Mueller She Wrote and The Daily Beans.
1: And Steve Pearson from the How We Win podcast.
0: We're bringing together some of our besties for a live super pod to raise money for the How We Win Fund and elect Democrats in November.
1: Featuring us, of course.
0: The hilarious Frangela duo.
1: Ben and Brett Mazelis from the Midas Touch podcast.
0: And the one and only Kathy Griffin.
1: Join us on Monday, August 22nd at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to HowWeWinLive.com and get your tickets now. That's HowWeWinLive.com.
0: And we're back. Oy vey, oy vey, <laughs> oy vey. I'm just like, I can't even believe... Uh, I say this all the time, so I'm sorry to repeat myself. But it, like every once in a while, it just hit, it hits me. I'm like, oh my God, I can't even believe we're living in this time. I can't even believe it. Everything has gone crazy. And, you know, I, I keep going back to Kristen Johnston saying, so I guess we peaked in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. No. And you know what's so funny? Um, I... Occasionally, I like to watch Beverly Hills 90210. And at first I started watching it because I, I was at my mom's house. She had gone to Ohio for a wedding. And so I was at her house and, and you know, I don't, I don't know her channels and everything. And so, um, you know, she's got a different Netflix and different things on. I mean, I know Netflix, but ultimately I just, I, I don't know what to watch. Usually mm-hmm. Bob and I have our little schedule. And so I thought, well, I'm going to watch 90210. And it's so funny because when I watch it, I mean, I think about that. I think about what Cri- Kristen said. And I look or I look at them and I look at, you know, the way they were dressed. And it just, it pulls me back into my youth. But it's also, it is just, I mean, granted, it's a nighttime soap opera by Aaron Spelling. So that's exactly what it is with teenagers. Um, right. But it, it, but it was, it's so funny to watch it in it, not not in an ironic way, but almost in a, like, like I'm observing from the human point of view, I'm watching humanity, and I'm watching humanity in the 90s, and I know that that show doesn't necessarily represent everybody, but I fucking, Mm -hmm. and you did too, I mean, we grew up in L.A. at that time. You know, we grew up in L.A., we were living in L.A. at that time, and I thought, I think it's really even though it is what it is it's kind of perfectly representative of the peak of the 90s it was like you know it was like this high times everything was just great I mean of course there was shit going on there was inequality there you know people were being discriminated against patriarchy was still going on blah 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 but as far as just the attitude from like everyone I think like everyone was happy and having fun I mean don't am I wrong
1: I think so I mean um, Yeah I mean Because in the 90s I just moved back From Colorado I moved back in 1991 um, And I was living With my sister And I, mean, I haven't it's, it's so funny Because when we went out la- On Saturday night That was the last I hadn't been out That late in forever <laughs> I mean Like I went to bed At midnight I'm like no
0: <laughs> What time do you Go to bed now? Seven thirty at the latest eight maybe wow yeah but i know you're up so freaking early yeah
1: we're up at four between four and five i'm awake yeah. so but still it's just like it was very funny because we came home and i was like sleep now sleep <laughs> and the cat woke us up at four going food please yes. and lonnie's like fine so he got up better and came back to bed and then he slept only until six and i i made it all the way till like quarter to eight wow um, but I'm still, it's gonna take another day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I mean, back, you know, when I moved back here after living in Colorado, my brother, I remember vividly, my brother Joe called me one night. My sister was, I don't know she was out of town and I had l- only $3 in cash on me. And my brother calls me and he says, hey, come down to Spice, Sam Kinison's gonna play. And I said, Joe, I only have $3 on me. He goes, don't worry, I know the, do- I know the door guy, don't <laughs> worry about it. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I found free parking in Hollywood, which is wow. now impossible. Yeah. And those days you could still find street parking for free at night. And, uh, uh, so I get to the the entrance and Don LaFrance, God rest his soul, was the uh, doorman. And, um, I said, hi, Joe Hamilton was supposed to, yeah, yeah, come on in and go all the way to the VIP room. I'm like, okay, me and my $3 <laughs> and, um, it was, you know, I didn't leave the house until quarter to 11. Wow. You know, my sister and I would be like, what are you doing tonight? Like from, she'd be in her room because I lived with her for a year and a half. She'd be in her room upstairs. I'd be downstairs. We'd call each other. And uh, I'd be like, are you going out tonight? It'd be like 10 o'clock. She's like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I haven't showered yet. I said, yeah, I'm going to hop in the shower. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. You know, we and this is LA where everything closes at two. It's not like it's New York where it closes at three or four or (laughs) chicago closes at four and new york's at three Mm -hmm. so i mean you're still only going to be out for a few hours tops but Mm -hmm. it was just like yeah i'll get i'll get hop in the shower at 10 p.m it's like oh i can't even (laughs) fathom that now
0: you know i never really did that i always wanted to get to whatever bar i was going to as early as i could because i had to fight my friends not wanting to go so early but um (laughs) the reason i just wanted a place to sit and it's like, if you get there too late, you can never get a fucking place to sit. So I just, I desperately wanted to find a place to sit. And, but you're talking about this and I'm thinking about my experiences. And, and it was funny because I had a friend who lived, oh, I can't, Whitley. You know where Whitley? Uh-huh. Okay. So she yeah. lived on Whitley, which is not too far from where, isn't that close to where your mom grew up? There's that famous Yeah, she, apartment she grew up there. on
1: uh, the corner of Yucca
0: and Wilcox. Well, Whitley's about two blocks away. Okay, there you go. And so... God, that was such a funny apartment. I'm just having all these memories are like swooping back in. It was probably 89. I'm sure it was like 80, 88, 89. So I was like, God, I was like 20. And for all of you, I mean, this is like in the heart of Hollywood. And she had this really cool apartment, but there was no bathroom. There was a community bathroom and a community kitchen. And there was this old man. And I don't know, he was a foreigner. I don't know what he was, some kind of European and he was just lit, like old dude, maybe in his 80s. And he was little and skinny. And he would wear like, um, it looked like a cloth diaper. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just like a style that he thought was cool. But he would stand in the kitchen with all his vegetables and we would talk to him. And, and I mean, like, I, and I just thought, God, I can't even imagine. My friend lived in a building where she had to fucking share a bathroom with all the other people who lived in the building can you imagine wow. i can't even imagine but we like we would just literally walk down to hollywood boulevard there were part, oh, yeah. you know, parties and bars and then bordners did you ever go to bordners oh god yeah i lived at bordners i love bordners oh my god i miss that place and it's not that i necessarily would go now but the only thing that no, i would... it's still nice it's still nice to outdoor patio is
1: really nice yeah. um uh, it's still i mean i haven't been there in a few years because i don't go out right um, That's me. <laughs> Right. but I uh, know it's the last time I was there was for a friend of mine's birthday party and and we, we were outside and it, it's it's lovely I mean I haven't been there at night night because you know we, when we get right. together with our friends it's usually in the day but it's open during the day too oh, yeah. and they serve food now it's
0: really really nice well the thing that was cool about it was there was like this there's a CD bar type and then there's uh-huh. the cool bar and then there's the outside bar which is uh-huh. like I mean it was like the coolest fucking bar I love that place And I'm just oh, I just miss my. I don't miss my youth, but I like to reminisce, and I miss it that way. I don't necessarily want to go back to it. I'm glad that I had it, but um, I find myself going back to it a lot these days, just because, as what I said, you know, what what's going on right now politically, and you know, COVID and climate and all of it. It all feels so daunting and overwhelming, and. I just go back to those easier times in my mind. I don't know how many other people are doing it, but I, I do it all, all the time now. And that's also because I'm older. So I think like when you get my grandma, I would call my grandmother and I'd say, hey, you know, what are you doing? And she'd go reminiscing. <laughs> 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 so I, I'm reminiscing. So I, <laughs> that's what I do. I fucking reminisce now. I mean, I'm still living my life and I'm doing things, but I don't know i'm just like i i miss the times when you know things were easier and simpler and the worries were not the kinds of worries we have right now these are big worries that we're dealing with
1: yeah and 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 kids in their 20s and 30s are dealing Mm -hmm. with it too and and because we've been around a block a little longer than they have Yes, it's concerning, but because I don't leave the house, I'm not as concerned. You know, <laughs> like, like you know, when I was in my twenties, I went out all the time. I smoked uh, yeah. cigarettes. I, you know, it was yeah. like we. Um, and and now it's like no, I, I. It's nice to go to bed at six thirty at night. I like that. Really,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I that would drive me crazy. Only because I I'm better at night, and so I, I you know I just. And I like my nighttime. In fact, it's like, you know, growing up, my uh, obviously my parents were divorced and I was raised by my single mom. But there was always that whole thing of, you know, we'd have dinner and we'd have our nights together. And I'm also Mm -hmm. a Cancer, so I'm all cozy and I'm all all about home and hearth. And so, you know, it's like I like the nighttime experience. I don't like to stay up too late. I'm good with to like midnight, you know, and then um, and then I need I need to get my sleep. But um, (laughs) It would be hard for me to go to bed I did have to go to bed At 7.30 But I wasn't used to it It's one thing when you're used to it It was really hard It was fucking really hard
1: well i mean like you know because tomorrow i do stephanie's show so i get yeah. up at four right. on tuesday mornings um regardless and then if i'm hosting for her i'm up at three wow um because if there's anything in the morning that's travis sound i need to read that right and then reread what i've already read the night before to make it more fresh in my brain uh before i get to her place but um it's it's mainly the cat <laughs> 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 and i mean it is dark sometimes when i'm awake um uh you know, I go to bed before the sun goes down in the summer sometimes. Um wow. But in general, I mean, you know, it's nice at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's I'm quiet, sure. you know. I like We have morning, a, yeah. We have a little family of raccoons. Aww. Um, so and the baby was oh my God, the other morning she was the the parents were outside, it was like 5 15 or something and our we have cameras and they went off and we see this little family of raccoons in our front yard. And the parents skied out and went under our gate in our driveway to hang out in the backyard and I tapped on the door and they all stood up and looked at me but the baby didn't follow and I'm like where's the baby and then I heard this poor thing she was crying And I'm like, oh no. And she came all the way to the front door where the cat and I were looking at her. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I tried to get her, I tried to get her to the backyard, but she wouldn't go. And then she went across the street to my neighbors and then she came back to our neighborhood. And then eventually she did hook up with her parents because I've seen her with them since then. But I was like, I was really concerned at one point. I'm like, they need to come back. It's five o'clock in the morning. This is coyote country. A coyote could come and get her like that. Um, But obviously I think the parents are trying to kind of, wean her off of them
0: Mm -hmm, right yeah
1: you know like we're gonna leave her be she'll find us you know um but i was getting concerned i was like if i have to capture this animal i'm going to capture this animal
0: (laughs) because you're just all love
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make sure she gets a mommy and a daddy
0: oh yeah no i know there's not there's something about the morning time because everyone's sleeping and you you, don't Mm -hmm. know it's like a special time i do enjoy it i usually if i have to wake up really early I love that time. And then I usually don't like it when it hits around nine. I don't know why, but nine is like a boring, it's like, well, it's boring now. It's not exciting. It's not different. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, you know, novel. To me, being up at four in the morning just feels special, even though I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it when I, you know, still need four or five hours of sleep. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I just, it's it, when you're used to it, though, you're used to it. Because it, I used mm-hmm. to go to bed at 10. And wake up at 7. And I didn't even need an alarm. That's when I had regular job. And uh, it was just like, I didn't even need an alarm. Every day I'd wake up at 7. Sometimes I'd even go to bed earlier. Sometimes I'd go to bed at 9.30. I can't even imagine the way that Bob and I have our uh, life designed is he doesn't really come out of his office until about 10 o'clock at night. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like going to bed at 9.30. It would be over. (laughs) No fun night. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I mean, with with us, it's like I don't really – I think once I've had my – I always set my alarm on Tuesdays just in case. Right, just that. Since I was a kid, I usually wake up probably 99% of the time before an alarm goes off.
0: Yeah, so do I. But, yeah, on days that you have to, you just want to make sure. Like I did today for Stephanie, and I didn't even have to be on until 11. But for me, 11 is like it's still early to me because I'm not used to having to be out in the world. You know, I right. just get to work from home. And, you know, sometimes I don't wake up until 930 and I don't start having coffee until like 945, 10 o'clock. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm late. I'm getting later and later and later. I, <laughs> I do blame Bob. It's all Bob's fault. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. Blame oh. him. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Going back to politics now, um, I wanted to ask you uh, about, now there's a couple different things. There's like the Manafort. There's the Manafort and then there's the Milly, right? So mm-hmm. there's the Manafort where he basically admits that he gave the Russians information about the 2016 election, and although it was not, what did he say? It wasn't to sway the election. It was, it was something he. I don't remember what his fucking I reasoning was. I don't remember. Was. But it was stupid ass reasoning. And then, uh, and then Milly. Okay, let me get to it. Milly, somebody did all the uh, highlights, I guess, of his book resignation letter. I'm sorry, his res- re- resignation letter. So, you know, he says, all men and women are created equal, no matter who you are, whether you're black, white, Asian, Indian, no matter the color of your skin, no matter if you're gay or straight, blah, 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 blah. And he goes on and on, and he talks about World War II, and then he says, um, okay, he's talking about the, okay, 1914 and, between 1914 and 1945, 150 million people were slaughtered in the conduct of war. So that generation, like every generation, has fought against that, has fought against fascism, has fought against Nazism, has fought against extremism. It is now obvious to me that you don't understand that world order. You don't understand what the war was all about. In fact, you may, you subscribe to many of the principles that we fought against, and I cannot be a party to that. It is with deep regret that I hereby submit my letter of resignation. So, what I'm here like the general consensus here is the frustration from all the people who you know like us who are watching what's going on and we understood what it was and all these people stayed quiet so they could write books and are, are you on that page of getting pissed off at people who could have and should have stood up and been louder at the time and saved it all for a book are you agreeing agreeing with that take yes yeah, I mean that's.
1: Just- I'm Maggie Haberman can kiss my ass. So can uh, 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 Bob Woodward, for that matter, because yeah. especially regarding COVID with Woodward. Yes. Knowing yes. months and months and months and months and months ahead of time how awful this disease was, and that, that Donald
0: knew about it and yeah. didn't tell us at the time. That's fucked up. Yeah, that is really fucked up that is really fucked up and I mean you know you have Millie and he he did resign which I guess is a a statement in and of itself Mm -hmm. but I wish you know I mean I don't understand why and I I guess I kind of understand part of it is just uh, tradition um Mm -hmm. the way that we've done things before historically all that stuff uh you know where people keep things to themselves I mean we we are a country that likes to spill secrets and we are a Race people like to fucking tell, talk shit, but the important shit that was not spoken about—it's—they're talking about it now so they can make money off of it, and it's—it's pissing everybody off. And I, yeah, I agree too. I think it's—it's wrong to do that, especially like you said with COVID, when it affects our health. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's—it's fucking maddening. Now, Mm -hmm. but do you think that now that people are talking, we've got the one, you know? Boy, Cassidy Hutchinson She certainly set off a wave Of people she wanting sure to come, did. <laughs> come and testify um, Do you think How do you think Okay, now we all know Historically This is important So we can understand the truth But I'm speaking about the election What, do you, what effect do you think It will have in 2022 uh, uh, These books The 1-6 committee, sorry
1: Oh, the one six committee. Oh, I think it's going to matter.
0: You you do. I'm
1: glad they're doing. I'm glad they're doing more hearings
0: just before early voting starts. Um,
1: I no, I think that the people are paying attention. Um, more people than than they thought would. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you've got ratings in the middle of the day that are at 10 million viewers, when people are at work, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Um, that's insane numbers of people watching when they're supposed to be working. Um yes. I mean those are those are huge numbers of people. And then of course there's the recaps in the in the evening that yes, yes. they are catching on the news. Yes. So, you know, you've got a couple of things going there. No, I think these I think these are good and the fact that more people are coming forward um is good. Mm-hmm. Um and some people <sighs> some people's minds that were willing to listen to the truth are hearing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's There's still people that think Nixon was, high Roger Stone. Nixon right. was a great president. He was great for starting the EPA. I'll give him that. Yes. Um, you know, I will give him that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he was a shitty president, you yeah. know, and for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are those people that are still alive that remember that time period that still support Nixon. Fine. Mm-hmm. There are going to be dumb people, people that have been um, hoodwinked. Right. Tuesday, uh by Donald <laughs> and he's still taking their money, um, that will never not believe him. And that's just sad. Yeah. Um, but there are others that did support him that are like, not anymore you know, yeah. and, and those are also people that are pro choice people that they didn't realize they were pro choice until they didn't have a choice. Right. Um Right. You know, and there are people <laughs> whose family members have died because of Donald Trump and the COVID bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, that he didn't
0: do what he should all he had to do was just let the C D C do its job. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, they had to fuck that up too. And, you
1: know, I mean, he, he, uh, so- what's funny is he had a moneymaker in just manufacturing
0: masks that said MAGA. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. You know, or like, yeah, doing something about owning the libs. You could have, you could have, you could have fully. Yeah done something while they were owning themselves but you know <laughs> they're not very
1: bright so i mean they it was just like dude you it. you missed a huge money-making opportunity when mask wearing was the only thing we could do right
0: yeah and all he had to do is make maga masks <laughs> yeah that's all he had to do but of course he had to go fuck everything up and then now mm-hmm. okay so now let me ask you this you know charlie christ is doing fairly well in florida and he's running against DeSantis. Now, let's say he beats DeSantis. Mm-hmm. What do you, now, I know I think it's like 40% of people polled at CPAC or somewhere. I don't know exactly if it was CPAC. But, at, you know, say 40-some percent of the Republicans see him as the frontrunner for 2024. Now, if he loses to Charlie Crist, I think he'll still be the frontrunner. But does do you think that's going to matter to Republicans? Um, that he loses. Yeah, because I know he when he won it was by a really slim margin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, in the <laughs> and those people might be dead now because of his COVID policies. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I'm laughing. Uh,
0: laugh. And
1: or they have long COVID and won't be able to vote because right. they can't make it to the polls because he's making it hard for people to vote.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think if he loses, it it it. It sets him back because then he's not a sitting governor Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. it
1: always helps if you're actually doing a job that people especially at that level to look at and go this is how this person is running that state yeah and this is what's going on here and this he wants to do that to the country Mm -hmm. now as a sitting governor you have your wins and your losses with legislation whether you agree with it or not if he if he gets his agenda across that's somebody doing his job. Yeah. Whether you like his agenda or not, he's getting his job done. But if he's lost to, say, Charlie Crist, who will be the governor again, mm-hmm. um, who is a very moderate human who used to yeah. be a, a Republican, right. um, that's to me it's bad for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he he's a scarier version of a Donald Trump because mm-hmm. he's smarter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but he's also skeevier. Yeah, he's- like. Like as skeevy as Donald Trump is, he has a charisma about him. Like, yeah, be attracted to it or not, he does have that. Yeah, he does. Um, and so did Hitler, for that matter. Right. Yeah. Which we know Trump wants to be because he was very upset that his generals were not like the Nazis. Yes, anyway, um, I couldn't believe that. I know. Um, but he, you know, he doesn't have the Trump charisma. That, no. that Donald has Donald Jr. None of the other kids In that family no. have it No um, uh, Only he's got that Kind of whatever it is In his sociopathy mm-hmm. That makes him charismatic Whereas DeSantis is skeevy mm-hmm. And doesn't win by a big margin And I I mean And the Trump f- Fanatics Donald's gonna go after him If Donald yeah. still thinks He's gonna
0: run Yeah he will I mean what do you think Okay let's say Let's say that because I think it's possible that, you know, before they choose their nominee, that they're going to the the right wing machine. So Rupert, Mur- mm-hmm. Rupert Murdoch and, you know, going down from there, you know, like, in, for instance, we'll hear Tucker Carlson will be on and say... Does Trump really have too much baggage to win, right, you know, that right. kind of thing and start putting doubt in the minds of the rabid Trump base. And we know that that rabid Trump base can be, you know, easily convinced to support DeSantis or whoever that nominee is going to be. But so let's just say that they're successful with because we know we all know they don't like Trump, but they gave him or I'm sorry Trump right. gave them everything they wanted. So they need him, but they're not needing him as much anymore and if they're successful at getting rid of him and taking him out of the equation and then DeSantis becomes the nominee. Do you think because I think it was was it John Fugel saying? No, no, no. It was Rick Wilson suggested mm-hmm. that Trump would run independent. oh
1: yeah he probably would if he's not in prison yes um he probably would run independent which is fine with me (laughs) because that's the republican vote just like ross perot did yes so i don't have a problem with him running as an independent because democrats ain't gonna vote for his ass no
0: no 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 and then so that brings me to how concerned are you with uh the jolly yang pairing uh for a third party oh fuck yang (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I mean, do you think like because I'm wondering, we know that Yang was supported by GOP money. And then obviously David Jolly, who I pissed off the other day because I said that he wasn't being a patriot and he just got so angry with me. But it's like tough shit. You're fucking pairing with a grifter. So, um, you know, obviously he's a conservative. Do you think that I mean, can you see progressives going along with them? Yes, I can see
1: progressives going along with Yang.
0: But with Jolly, too, because it's the same party. Yeah,
1: Jolly would just be in the background more. It would be Yang would be the face of it. And people like his, you know, uh, universal basic income, which isn't mm-hmm. a bad idea. No, it's not. Um, uh, He comes off as this because he ran as a Democrat. Don't forget. Yes. He um, did. And so when he got votes, I mean, obviously, he didn't get the nomination. But I know people that love that guy. I know. Um, and these are, these are progressives. These are, you know, people that, that are Bernie supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I can see him taking votes away from a democratic candidate. Absolutely. Wow. That
0: would be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. Oh my God. I mean, I don't, I don't know where they're going to go. We've not seen successful third parties at this point. I mean, fucking uh, Kirsten Cinema was in the green party and look at her. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know, but I'm hoping that they don't. I don't think they're going to interfere in this election, but I'm concerned for 2024. And, yeah. you know, I mean, again, if we can pass these voting bills, uh, yeah. I think we have a much stronger shot. And, you know, I mean, there's all this speculation right now about Biden. And I think this speculation is just coming up because of his approval numbers. And, you know, so people are like, oh, we can't we can't afford to run Biden again we can absolutely and biden i of said of course this, we can of course we can and I, I said this today on on stephanie and i think i even said it on bobs but it's like we back in 20 god i think it started in like 2019 it was like no fucking way joe biden's ever going to be the nominee here's why here's why joe biden will never be the nominee and then as we Keep you know we're put we're going and we're going and we're going and Bernie is winning the first two and it looks like it's going to be Bernie and then all of a sudden fucking Biden pulls it out and then the whole party gets behind him and he's got all the fucking momentum and then he's Mm -hmm. like the only guy who can beat Trump and now it's like we've gone through the first you know two years and his approval ratings are in the toilet he's getting all this shit done but nobody's giving him any credit but here we are and we're not in the eleventh hour. But we're coming up real close to the elections and it's like Democrats are doing it again. We're getting, you know, there's a momentum building and there's this feeling of optimism. And it's just mm-hmm. it's like he's the comeback kid or something. He needs to maintain this. But but the concern here ultimately is that, oh, you know, Biden can't run for this reason or that reason and, and everybody's freaking out that he can't win but if we have those fucking voting bills, he can of course he can win. The only reason he's not gonna win is because of cheating. That's the bottom line. It's going to be gerrymandering, cheating, um, whatever, you know, electors calling it for the Republicans, no matter who won. That's how he'll lose. He's not going to lose. I don't think that he would lose. I mean, I think there would be fewer people. You know, Trump was absolutely motivation people voted yes. against Trump, more against Trump than for Biden per se. But, you know, like I, I would say, in especially like Republicans with DeSantis, though, if he were the front runner, I think a lot of those Republicans who did not want to vote for Trump would vote for DeSantis. They would. I agree. Yeah. So I don't know. But I think, you know, the thing is, is even though, yeah, there would be an opportunity for the Republicans there, there would be a legit opportunity because he's new You know, he's like, oh, we've never had Ron DeSantis as president before. Let's give him a shot. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, he's younger. And I even said I wouldn't be surprised if I saw him getting fit. So he could. So the like, not that it would matter, because I know Donald Trump is just a big fucking mess. But it would be the optics. You know, it's like, oh, okay, the Democrats have an old guy and we have a young fit guy. And I could see them, you know, going for that angle but uh,
1: i just you know the, the, you know yesterday was yesterday i was watching uh biden leaving the white house and walking on the lawn he's in great shape oh he is Told- I mean, look at him. He's in great fucking shape. I don't yeah. care how, if he was 60, he'd be in great shape looking mm-hmm. like that, let alone almost 80. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's in really good shape. And he's like, I mean, he was on a fucking bike. Yeah. <laughs> and so what that he fell over? You know, kids fall over on their fucking bikes all the time. So you Yeah, know, and
1: we, he's, he, if he's got those weird strappy things that people put, right. that bicyclists have, you're, mm-hmm.
0: if something starts to happen, you can't get your feet out in time. Yeah, yeah I mean, Bob was at a, he was at a stop. I think he was at a light. And he fucking fell. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the whole that's that's bullshit. The guy is really impressive. I mean, I look at um, Nancy. What? Why can't I Pelosi? I don't know why. I just <laughs> wow. What, <laughs> like Nancy Pelosi. in the House. <laughs> <laughs> like you know she. Because uh, I've said this before, but I want to reiterate it because it's like there's all this talk about people being too old and this and that. It's not that you're too old it's that some some of these older people are out of touch they're they're kind of old school and so you know they're they're operating on how things used to be and Mm -hmm. to a degree i think biden tries to i think it's an effort to unite when he Mm -hmm. says things that we all scream at him for like mitch mcconnell is not reasonable and you know they're not our friends across the aisle and things like that but it's like he knows he he's not an idiot he fucking knows I think he's just making the effort and but but like Nancy Pelosi she is up with the times that woman is like she Mm -hmm. is so impressive I don't remember who it is but somebody on my show said I think she is oh I know Joe Dempsey she's probably going to go down the history as um like the one of the best speakers Oh, definitely one of the most effective speakers of the
1: House to get things done that that she wanted to get done, whether it made it or didn't make it into the Senate properly. Right. right. But whatever she needed to get passed, she gets it passed. She knows what she's doing.
0: That she's a fucking badass. She is. And it's like, I mean, yeah, she's older, but she she has a her her perspective is current. It's not Mm -hmm. stuck in an old time when you know, it's like she 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 reads the room. And she understands Mm -hmm. what's happening. So it's not really about how old you are. It's about how up-to-date you are with, I mean, all the shit that's been going on, especially since Donald Trump became president. Because anybody who treats these times like they were the 90s is completely out of touch. I don't care how old you are. And, okay, so the last question that I want to ask you, though, is how you're feeling. Because, okay, traditional pundits are saying they think it's still... I, even um pacman i believe thinks that david pacman thinks that the house mm-hmm. will you know go to republicans how where are you on this
1: um i'm i i don't think so because okay so we were concerned because of gerrymandering that it would be worse than mm-hmm. it was 10 years ago
0: mm-hmm.
1: they couldn't really out gerrymander themselves it didn't really get a whole lot worse in fact evan nunes is his seat's gone even if he hadn't retired um, his seat's gone in, in, in the valley here in California. Uh-huh. So there's an opportunity for a Democrat to pick up. So, yeah, we lost a fucking seat in California. Fucking well, dear. Know, anyway, um, <laughs> oh, we shouldn't have lost it. Sure. Um, anyway, the gerrymandering that has happened in states that allow it to happen, um, the Republicans really couldn't do it much worse than it already is. Right. Okay, so the, there's the purple districts okay. where there's an opportunity – for democrats to take a seat back that they lost in 2020 yeah because we got them before in 2018 i don't see why we can't bring them back so there is an opportunity if the d triple c and others look at and put their money in those like if it's a if it's a m three toes you know um district like she has which is just horrific most likely democrats not going to win her seat but it's possible Cause she nuts
0: right yeah um same with lauren bobert seat it's possible
1: um you know that that just just because it might be a ruby red hi kansas yeah. just because it might be a ruby red district these people are running for re-election what did they vote on for contraceptive care what did they vote on for um, uh, the right to choose what did they vote on for lowering gas prices by stopping price gouging these are their records that they can say that any a, a democratic opponent can say wait you didn't vote to stop price gouging what the fuck's wrong with you right you
0: know what i yeah. mean and point
1: that yeah. out to their people
0: yeah
1: and spend the money targeting that and then if january 6th which apparently they just got alex jones's texts so um that's good um and then the DOJ will be getting them, and so will his ex-wife. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So this is this is stuff that's going to come out come yeah. October, Ooh. and we this is the closer it gets to the election, the that's when everybody that doesn't marinate in this shit like we do start <laughs> they start paying attention. Right now, trust me, Marjorie Three Toes, half of the people that voted for her don't have any clue what she does every day, right. other than they don't even know she trolls, right? Because they're not paying attention to her because they have their lives to worry about. Right. So until October, when they start paying attention, that's when you start, that's when you spend your money, which is the way everybody's like, oh, Jamie Harrison, you just, well, first off he's DNC and has nothing mm-hmm. with the house. It's, this is a national thing, not mm-hmm. uh, helps, but you know, that's not his job, but right. say it were, he's not gonna start spending money until it's important to spend money. I yeah. understand messaging is important, but until it gets close, which is why I love that the bill, as much as I wanted the bills to pass a year ago,
0: mm-hmm. it's better it's they better. pass now. It is better, yes. It's definitely better. Plus, the thing is, is, you know, Jamie, a couple of months ago was tweeting about how the, the DNC has raised record amounts of money. Yeah, for that's their, the other thing. Yeah, for their 50 state strategy, which, you know, is just as important as messaging.
1: Absolutely. And that's the thing. Spend your money wisely because it's expensive, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to run campaigns, even in small mm-hmm. districts. It's just fucking expensive. And so they've got to figure out where to put their money that's going to be of better use, yeah. knocking on doors, because I personally am not the person that wants somebody knocking on my door. Right. I am the complete opposite of that. You knock <laughs> on my fucking door, I'm not answering it. Okay? <laughs> Um, I'm the guy that says I'm not that I'm the guy that goes in Okay, Did you see there was a meme that went around uh, About a month or so ago It was a store, I don't know what kind of store And it it had white baskets on one side And black baskets next to the white baskets And the white baskets If you were holding that meant You didn't want anybody to approach you And help you with your shopping experience But if you're holding a black basket Yes, please help me, I would like help That's a good idea I love that idea because my roommate, my old roommate Tommy and I, whenever we would go shopping, she's the person that says, "I want help," and I'm yeah. the person that says, "Leave me the fuck alone." Me
0: too. I'm the leave me the fuck alone person.
1: You know, and so that's like that's how you have to figure out. Okay, door knocking does work for <laughs> some. Some people want to do that handshaking and meet yeah. the the representative, not even the candidate. Just right. like if Adam Schiff or if if um, Brad Sherman, who is my representative, showed up on my doorstep, I would answer the door for him. What? Right? But not for some <laughs> some kid who's trying to get my vote, dude. Right. No. Um, you bother me. He won't. Um, I'd love to talk to Brad Sherman, but he's not going to do that because, no. hi, this is a huge district. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if he were to do that, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Like with AOC, she actually went door to door personally, but course, nobody yeah. knew who she was yet. Yeah. Understandable. But I am so like, don't knock on my fucking door.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just we, don't. We don't answer the door.
1: <laughs> I don't answer the door. I mean, I literally don't answer the door unless I know you're coming over and then I might open it. Um <laughs> Uh, might i mean you know and so it's like so there's a there's a there's a strategy with that and then money well spent on the tiktoks and on the facebook's and on the twitters and then on the cable for the old people like me and spend your money hulu's finally going to allow it spend your money on the hulu's and the the streaming platforms that allow for for commercial breaks and spend it closer to the election Mm -hmm. and then show okay marjorie sporkfoot a (laughs) is on zero committees so she's not doing anything for your district because she
0: can't yeah because of all the stupid shit she said <laughs> and what
1: she's voted against she's voted against contraceptive care she's voted against the right to choose she's voted against uh, stopping price gouging so you put that out there in her district yeah when it counts you know yeah. and you do that with with um bobo mm-hmm. and and all the others that you know okay you, i think you said this on twitter josh holly must have somebody in his family who has diabetes because he voted for the insulin cap
0: i did not say that but
1: I somebody, I did. It. Yeah, somebody, somebody did, somebody might have been AG then Somebody said, ooh, Probably. Holly must have somebody in his family who's got right. diabetes Because he yes. voted for the cap
0: Yeah
1: He was Jeez. one of the seven right. Republicans that voted for that So obviously he most likely does Because otherwise, why would he? Because he's Josh Hawley Yeah um, And that's the other thing It's like, okay, these are the 43 Senate Republicans And these are the ones that are running That voted to allow private insurance to pay for thousands of dollars You know, your insurance rates go up because insulin is so high Yeah
0: Wow, unless so- you live in
1: California where we're paying for it ourselves um <laughs> uh thank you governor Newsom um but that's that's how you to me that's how you do it because most people i mean i i've been i've started paying attention to politics when I was about 24
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um have never not voted since then i vote in every election including dog catcher if it comes up <laughs> and um so i'm i'm, a, I'm one of those voters mm-hmm. um but most people aren't you know most people, you're right. lucky if they vote in a congressional election and yeah. not a presidential one. And yeah. the fact that Kansas showed up like it did, it did yes. is very encouraging uh-huh. um, and it, it, and we have to bombard these people, government overreach into your bedrooms. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what it is. Yes. And you know I'm just I just see Aaron Rupar tweeted an hour ago. That the the Ohio Senate race projections right now, Tim Ryan is at 45.6 percent, and JD Vance is 41.8. And Aaron says Trump, wow. yeah, Trump won Ohio two years ago by eight points. So yeah. that's fascinating. So look, we have a lot to be hopeful for. I I, I remain optimistic you know, my mom was on the show the other day and she's, you know, we talk every day and she's like, I'm cautiously optimistic. So same here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going on that. And I, and, and I, I swear to God, I think it is, I don't think this, it is contagious. Optimism is contagious. And then what that mm-hmm. does is when people feel optimistic, they're more apt to say, I want to go out and do something. You know, I mean, fear will make you go vote and, oh, and, yeah. and being uncomfortable, but, and it will also help, you know, help you when it comes to feeling that need to, whether you're going to phone bank or knock on doors or whatever it is you can do, register voters. But there, but that also happens with optimism because it's like, you know, for instance, when you're trying to lose weight, if you are exercising and dieting and, and you see nothing happening, which was my life for the last six years, it's very hard to feel motivated. But then, you know, when you start seeing, even if it's just a little bit, all of a sudden it's like you're you've got this whole new... Uh, kind of like I want I'm gonna lose weight now and it's gonna happen so I, now I can even go far I can exercise harder or I'll, I'll, I'll you know I'll do it at 20 minutes more so it's like you have the motivation to put more into it if you feel like you can see the victory and I think right now we are we're looking at we're looking at it I can see a victory so Mm -hmm. I think we just have to keep that up and actually I said this was the last thing but this is not the last thing the last thing I want to quickly ask you about and I know you're not going to tell me and I don't want you to tell me but um do you know your mom is on Breaking Bad I mean I'm sorry uh, better call Saul yes and um oh my god you know Bob had a theory about her which is over he he doesn't have that theory anymore um but now he has a new theory. I'm not even gonna go into well, I'm not gonna go into what his theory is, but I actually think his theory is pretty sound. Um, but ultimately, do you know what is going to happen at the end? Did your mom tell you? I
1: have an inkling.
0: Okay. And I don't want tonight to. Tonight is it. the big
1: night more so than next week really? for her.
0: Oh, okay. I mean next week is important, but tonight she's in it a lot. Okay. She's so good. Oh, my God. It's so fun to see her. I just love seeing her. I love your mom. And we've been watching. Bob and I have been watching. um, I know you sent the... And I know you know this because of the Eunice thing. But I don't know why on on YouTube one day it was recommended. One of these, you know... What is it? Family sketches? Yes, the family. Oh, my God. Your mom is so fucking funny. I know. It started with the gong show. Because I saw the gong show one. Oh, that was so sad. I know. Her face... I mean, it was like, I remember when that aired and it was like, wow, I can't believe they went there because she was just so literally devastated. And um, it was so sad. Oh God. I remember when they shot that. It was so sad. (laughs) It really was. And then they, so we watched a couple of the family sketches and I'm not, it's like, it is still so funny. And your mom Mm. is so fucking, they're all brilliant. But I just, I love how, what she would do is she would scream. And then in the next breath, she was happy. (laughs) Mm It's like she was so fucking good. Oh, my God. So I am thoroughly enjoying her. I am thoroughly enjoying that show. Bob was watching it first. I didn't give a shit. I didn't want to watch it. And then he's like, just let's try. And I'm like, "Okay, fine. And then I get hooked. And now this whole benefit of your mom. So, yeah, he has he has a theory about it and i don't want to ruin it for anybody even with a theory so i'm just not gonna i'm not gonna say but um wow so, so tonight and tomorrow and, and next week that's it tonight and next week that's it Then it's over oh my god well that sucks but um i'm you know one of these <laughs> days we're gonna have to go back to uh to breaking bad so i'm getting i'm getting a am getting a little thing on my phone that we only have 10 minutes and they're gonna cut us off again just so for those of you who don't know we got cut off I, I, i'm <laughs> gonna try to edit that seamlessly hopefully that will work but anyway jody you know how much i love you i love you <laughs> i love
1: you too i can't wait to see you in person <laughs> I no i can't
0: wait i can't wait um okay so of course i say this every time tell everybody where to find you
1: you can stalk me at twitter <laughs> at from the bunker jr and uh our uh patreon page is patreon slash from the bunker and um We do sketches. If you pay $10, you get two sketches a month, plus our show, plus Sean's uh, weekly show. $5, you get a sketch, plus Sean, plus us. And then $3, you get Sean and us. And then $1, it's just a dollar a month for
0: our show without commercials. So there you go. Um, Well, yeah, and I have all those links in the Patreon description. Also, you can find me on Twitter, author Kimberly, L-E-Y, at the end of my name. My books Mm -hmm. are on Amazon. I love you, I love you, I love you. I know I'll see you soon, but thank you for once again gracing my show with your wonderful presence. Oh, thank you so much, Kimberly. (laughs) All right, you take care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.